I'm going to get right into the message, and I'm going to talk to you about, if you're looking for a title, I'm just going to, I'm named it Good, Good Father. And uh, most important person in a person's life is their father. I just believe that because the father names their children, not just gives them a name, but names them. And I, the sad thing is we live in a society that's a fatherless society. We need more fathers. A father puts an imprint, a fingerprint upon their kids. And the most important thing is they name them. And what's happened in our generation, because fathers aren't there, and they're not naming their children. So people are looking for identity and they're looking in the false identities all throughout our culture. And many of us see it. Amen. Amen. So this morning, I just want to say, what, what was your dad like? Did he have a good, did you have a good dad? Uh, even here, the father, even here, the word father stirs up. Some with amazing memories and brings a smile to face to some or some that causes a sense of loss for maybe you didn't know your father. Maybe he abandoned you, he betrayed you. Maybe you had a good earthly father. Maybe you had a bad earthly father. I don't know. But I'll just say this, whatever side of the spectrum that you came from or you fell, fell into is one thing that I'm confident that Jesus is a good, good father. And that's what I want. With Jesus is the father of all our deepest longings. I had a girl came to me. I used to do school assemblies and speak red ribbon, red, blue ribbon, whatever ribbon they had that week. And, and I did Bible studies in over 33 public schools for, for a few years. And I remember a beautiful young African-American girl came to me. She was a cheerleader at Bill Platt. And I started talking about a father. And she just came to tell me her story. And she was crying. She goes, Pastor Bubba, I don't have a good dad. And I remember I just looked at her and, and, and the Lord just gave me something to say to her. I said, God wants to be the father that you've always dreamed of having. And she's like, oh, wow, it just brought relief to her. And that's what God wants to be. He wants to be the father maybe that you always dreamed of having. A good father is a good shepherd. He, he watches over. In fact, uh, you know, uh, John 10, 10, 11 says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Because that's, that's the enemy's M.O. It's his mode of operation. He's come to rob you of life. He's come to rob you of joy. He's come to rob you of peace. But this is what Jesus said. I've come that they may have life. In other words, God insists. The Bible says when you look at that, you look in the Hebrew, it says God insists. He stoutly insists that you know him. Because when you know him, you experience life that you always dreamed of having. And he says this. And I have... And have it to the full. You know, I used to think on weekends, we, we're going to live it to the full. We're going to go party till we get crippled. Come on. <laughs> but I began to realize, you know what? That's not what joy is. That's not what life's all about. You know, because when you're young, it's party. And when you get old, you're drunk. You know? And so I don't want to go there. But anyway. But what happens is, he, sa he says this, you know, I am the good shepherd. This is Jesus's favorite description of himself. You know, a shepherd, a father, a defender that beats off the wolves, the bears, and the lions of our lives. You know, those enemies that we have. The Bible uses several metaphors to describe the relationship between Jesus and his church. Jesus is the father and the church is a family. Which means this isn't about an organization, but a relationship with him. You see, Jesus is the head and the church is the body. Which means we all have a function. We all have a part. Well, I just don't fit in. Yeah, you do. You can be a little toe. 
Because without a little toe, you don't have much balance. Come on. Well, I just don't feel like, you know, maybe I'm a hair that just fall out because it couldn't stick around. I don't know. Quit having the mully grubs. And realize who you are. You see, Jesus is the shepherd and the church is a flock. Psalms 100 verse 3 says, Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. And we are his. We are his people. The sheep of his pasture. You know, let me just tell you why I like this. The closest English word to shepherd is the word pastor. The New Testament, the word shepherd and pastor are the same word that are used interchangeably. In other words, I want you to think today, Jesus is my pastor. Jesus is my father. In other words, every one of us needs a good pastor. Amen? I'm not saying I'm it. But what I'm saying is someone who loves you, someone who encourages you, and someone who strengthens you. Corinthians says it like this. He says, for though you have countless guides in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. I urge you then, be imitators of me. That is why I sent you Timothy, my beloved and faithful child in the Lord, to remind you of my ways in Christ as I teach them everywhere in every church. The father is not only a guide, but he's a true father. This is what he does. Here's some things that he does. He provides, he restores, he leads, he supports, he defends, and he blesses us. You know, you can model your life after a true father. I want you to leave here with a pastor, and I'm not talking about me, even though you need one. Amen? Amen. The most beautiful description of Jesus as a shepherd is Psalm 23. And you know, the incredibly, I want us all to read Psalm 23 out loud this morning together. Can we do that? Okay, three people. The rest of you can join us. Okay? So the Lord is what? Come on. He leads me. For his name's sake. Fear no evil. Rod and your staff comfort me. Prepare a table before me. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy. Come on, come in with me. Follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Come on, I like that. Forever. Come on, give yourself a hand. I pray you leave here today with a deep relationship with the one who wants to be your father and your pastor. That's my goal this morning. You know, allow God to heal you of your father wound, whatever it may be. I don't know what it was. I had a good father, but he did abandon me when I was about 31. He took his life. There's a deep wound in my heart when that happened. And someone that I never thought, someone that supported me, taught me how to hunt, taught me how to fish, taught me how to be positive, taught me all those things. And he just had a, he had a journey, he, had, he was going through a, a really hard time in his life. And I don't know everything that he was thinking or everything he was going through. And so, but I want you to know this, allow God to heal you of your father will. 
You see, the shepherd provides. Psalm 23 says, the, sh- the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When I saw Tracy, I said, Lord, you are my shepherd and I want. <laughs> so the Hebrew word for this means I lack nothing. How'd you like to have a life where you lack nothing? That's what he promised. Some of you are thinking, no way, pastor. I've been through some tough times, haven't we all? You see, we all have struggles, and, we, and I believe those times, actually, when we struggle, shape our character. It shapes our lives. Even though we go through things, I believe on the other side, God's doing something that we don't see. He's creating something. He's taking ashes, and he's creating beauty with it. You see, at the end of the day, we can all declare that the Lord is, is a faithful God. My kids don't worry about anything because when they were growing up, they knew their dad was going to take care of them, provide for them. You see, God wants to be your provision. Philippians says it like this. Look what it says. And my God will meet all. What does it say right there? All. Oh, when I look up the Bible in the Hebrew word of all, you know what it means? All. Okay. <laughs> See what deep truths you learn here? He says, all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. You may be asking, how do I get under that? I've learned this. My kids or your kids will keep, if they keep under the flow of the blessings that you have, and, and as long as they're under your, your care and your concern, your kids, as long their relationship is going to, and they stay right in their relationship, they'll get, they'll They'll get out on their own sometimes. How many of you know we all have our kids get out on their own sometimes? How many of you did sometimes we don't like that? How many of you said, well, we brought them in the world. We can take them out too. <laughs> but here's what I want you to understand. If you get out on your own, you'll see what it's like. Just see what it's like. Give me that. There you go. It's like this. I like this umbrella because I picked it out at Walmart. It has camouflage. My favorite color. <laughs> and umbrellas cover us. Let's see. Come on, not bad for a Walmart. <laughs> let, me, let me just say, umbrella covers you if you get under it. If you get under the protection of God, listen to me. What has to happen when you get under his provision As soon, you know, as soon as you get outside of it, you're in the middle of the storm with the storm. Hello. But as long as you're under the cover, the church is the umbrella. Jesus is the umbrella. Community is the umbrella. Spiritual uh, leadership is under the umbrella of safety and provision. No matter what I face, as long as I stay under God's protection. Come on. How many of you wish you had one of these on one of the rainy days we've had the last few weeks? You know, women don't like it because their hair gets messed up. Well, we got men like that too. My wife pointed to me. It's all right, I'm going to get back at you in a minute. And uh, she goes, you better not. Anyway, I go, I won't. I'll be a good boy. But see, provision remains when you remain under spiritual care. God cares for you. God loves you. Come on. Don't be opening up like that on your own. But God loves you and he cares for you. The second point is the shepherd restores. He restores. 
Some of you have, have furniture that you've restored. Some of you have relationships that have been restored. But see, Psalms 23 verses 1 through 3, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Do you ever wonder why God, why God makes me lie down? You ever, that thing is, I make you lie down. Because, because you know what? I don't want to do it by my, I don't want to do it on myself. I don't want to lie down. There's times I don't want to rest. I don't want to do things. How many of you have things that you don't want to do sometimes? But sometimes life causes you to lie down. You see, he has made us to rest. We're so busy. See, green pastures was the place where shepherds would eat their sheep so they could have nourishment. They could have what they needed. They looked for those pastures. So many of us are in dry pastures. Wandering aimlessly. Truth is, truth is, you need a shepherd. Sometimes what happens is you need a shepherd that will look after the flock. And when, what happens is when a ewe lamb or a ewe sheep, that's a, a female sheep, when she teaches her babies, her lambs, bad habits, sometimes the shepherd has to take them out. And what he'll do with that little lamb, he'll break the, break, the lamb's leg. And you ever see the picture with Jesus with the, the little lamb over? That's a picture. He's, that, leg, that, shep, that little lamb's leg's been broken. Because what happens is the whole moral of that, why does he break the leg? So the shepherd himself will feed it. And that little lamb learns that my source comes from the hand of the shepherd. And for you and I, sometimes the reason why we go through difficult times or half times where we have to lie down, God's trying to teach us a lesson of like, hey, it's right here. You see, when you're close to someone, all you have to do is whisper. I like when my wife whispers in my good ear. I wear hearing aids. I like it. Because sometimes she whispers different things. I like it when she tells me she loves me. I'm like, I like that. I just like it. Does something to me. You see, and lead you. You see, he'll break the leg and teach it. I'm going to bring you to the green pasture you need. You see, the Bible has, has brought me comfort. And, it, and the Bible says, sometimes it's, there's a scripture in the Psalms that says, it's like honey to the lips. How many of you like honey? How many of you ever get in the honey, like you got it where you got the, the, the little the honeycomb? And you, my grandmother used to get that honey and it, the cone would be inside the honey thing. Like, How did they get that in there? But I've had it where I've chewed it. And it's like, and it gets so sweet, you kind of... I need something to drink. But it's incredible. And that's what God's saying. The Bible says, taste and see that I'm good. When's the last time you went and tasted? You know, it's kind of like how drugs is. Okay, hey, try this. This is good. Come on, all the ex-partiers. Or maybe you are, even now. But anyway... You know, it's like, though, the first one's free. The rest is going to cost you your life. It's going to lead you down a path you don't want to walk in. We can laugh about the first time, but we can see where it leads. I'll leave it at that. When is the last time you sat, we don't have hillsides, but along the bayou? 
or the ditch, the coolie. I went to the coolie and I read my Bible and the Lord spoke to me. When I saw that water box that can go by, fear not. Anyway, when have you taken a walk in the woods and, and fed on the comfort of God's word? There are many of you who need to turn off the radio, the news, social media, and tune in to Jesus. What do you mean, Pastor? We need to let the still waters of God restore our soul. Some of us need restoration. Only the shepherd can provide that. He's the only one. The, the, he, the Hebrew means to restore is to return back to the point of departure. Here's what I love about God. Whenever you walk away from him and you come back, you start where you left off. Are you hearing me? You might have to deal with some things, but I believe this is for all of us. I, you know what? The third point is the, the shepherd leads. Psalm 23, he leads me, me in paths of righteousness for God, for his name's sake. Are y'all with me? He says, as, as, as you live a life that is... A, as we live life, life's about a lot of choices. How many of you know what I'm talking about? It, it, there's choices out there. There are paths that are there are paths that we can take. And there's right paths and there's wrong paths. It's kind of like, you know, I always think about Dorothy, you know, and the Wizard of Oz and the Yellow Brick Road. She was always wanting to stay on the, as long as she stayed on the Yellow Brick Road, she did run into the Wicked Witch and she did run into different things that she did, but as long as she stayed, there was, there was some safety on the Yellow Brick Road. And for many of us, what does that have to do with anything? I believe it's a path. As long as you stay, let, let me ask you a question. Let's do a survey. How many of you ever walked on the wrong path and you knew it? How did that work out for you? How did it work out for you? That's why I tell people like, hey man, I've been doing this, I got into this, I made these choices, and I just look at my, how's it working out for you? They just, and when people are honest, it ain't working out at all, Pastor Bubba. But I love it when people come to that place and go, I'm gonna start a relationship with Jesus. And they get on the path, and they start hanging out with the right crowd, the right people, reading their Bible, having a relationship with God, getting in groups of pe with people, Getting in life groups and seeing their lives just transform. Because see, here's what the gospel does. It takes a part. I want you to have an expectation for this morning. When you came, you had an expectation of something. You wanted God to move in your heart. Am I right? So you should come with an expectation. God, I want a visitation. I want, look, it's like the old bread commercial. If it's not fresh, it ain't worth it. We need fresh touch from God. The places the Father will lead you will always overflow with joy. You see, shepherd, sheep without a shepherd are pretty dumb. Don't you believe that? If you read things, sheep by themselves, they're dumb. I want you to do me a favor this morning. Turn to your neighbor and say, I always knew you needed a shepherd. Y'all get it later, some of you. You might be smart, but all the wisdom in the world fails in comparison to the chief shepherd. People ask me all the time, how do you know what God's will is? I love what John says. Listen to what said John 10. He said, the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. 
His sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. When I come into church sometimes, and I'm not the senior pastor anymore, but I'm the founding pastor, and there's people still call me, I'm still Pastor Bubba. That hadn't changed. But like sometimes when I come in and Miss Jean Letchworth's in the back in the second service, and, or the first service, sometimes she'll be sitting there and, and I'll go, hey, Miss Jean. And she goes, who's that? And I go, and she can't see as well as she used to. She, I go, my sheep know my voice. She goes, oh, hello, little pastor, my little pastor. I'm never her pastor, I'm her little pastor. I'm sorry. God leads because you know what his voice sounds like. Out of the crowd, if my dad needed me, he would call my name. And out of, out of all the voices in the crowd, I knew it was my dad's. If I was in a baseball game, a football game, if I was playing, I was wanting to hear my dad's voice. I have a friend of mine, his name's Craig Tate. And he's a great basketball player. He and his brother Jimmy were some of the bas- best basketball players. Jimmy played college at UL and went to other colleges. And, um, he was a great athlete. But Craig was his little brother. And he was as good as Jimmy. But I remember him saying, just talking to him one day. He said, you know, Bubba, I remember us going to the state playoffs. And the vo- the loud, it was loud. But out of all the voices, when I was on the court and it would be loud, he'd go, go, Craig! And he goes, I could hear my dad's voice. I just knew it. That's how we should be with God. When he calls our name, we know his voice. You see, how can you follow if you don't know what his voice sounds like? All of us have friends when they call. They don't have to say, hey, this is, this is Bubba. Because you already know their voice. My best friend called me the other day. We've been best friends for 40-something years. We were best friends from high school. We still remain that way. We can still speak truth. You go, you can't do that. You can't say that, that to somebody. You got to go, you know. I remember going through a rough time. I, I was like, man, I don't need somebody. I just need my friend. I need to talk to him. I'm going through frustration right now. I don't like where things are at in my life and my health and the diagnosis they give me. I just need to talk to a friend. I remember he just talked to me. We need a friend in God. They can just talk to him. Tragically, most Christians, I'm just saying, only spend time with God once a week. It's on Sunday morning. You ought to wipe your schedule clean and start out fresh in the morning or in the evening. I'm just encouraging you. The fourth thing is shepherd supports. You know, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Come on. How many of you have had some close death calls? He said, but everyone deserted me. I mean, but but uh, the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Timothy says it like this. No one came to my support, but everyone deserted me. But the Lord stood by my side and gave me strength. Look, when I was in ICU over two years ago, and they didn't get my, they, they were going to say, there's going to be grass growing in, in a couple of weeks. My wife stood by my side, 
prayed for me every day, wrote scripture, spoke scriptures over me, called people. They prayed over me. She was like believing God. God, touch him. Touch him. Raise him up. Do whatever you have to do. And she was calling other people that, that she knew that would pray. She wasn't calling people who go, I'll think about praying. It wasn't like that. See, when you're at the graveside, he's there. When you're, when you are at the bedside, he's there. When you're in the courtroom, depending on what you did. No. When you're in the courtroom, he's there. Amen? Amen? When you're in the emergency room, he's there. You all need to know that our shepherd, listen to me, is near. Can I just give you a little secret? The Holy Spirit's walking between the aisles right now. He's speaking in people's ears. He's whispering something to you. This message is speaking to you in a way that only God can speak to you. I'm just a hand. Listen, I'm God's hand in the glove of Bubba McCann. Are you hearing me? That's all I am. And see, the thing, the, the fifth thing, the Lord defends. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Another way, many of you have been a part of churches maybe where the, the pastor abused you or said things or you had bad experiences, but he's saying he would not have said, your, he would, Jesus wouldn't have said, God wouldn't have said the rod and the staff comfort him if, because if, if that's what the shepherd was doing. He's doing that. What do you mean? The rod is intended not for you. It's intended for an enemy. And some of us look at God. God's over there. He's going to whip my butt. I remember going to the catechism. And I remember one guy looked at, well, God, he asked Pastor uh, uh, Father Gidry. He goes, well, you know, we were talking, we were actually in the book of Revelation. He goes, well, you know what? If you're lukewarm, God's going to spit you out. I'll never forget Father Gidry said in one kick, what does that mean? He, he said, you're going to be vomit. I go, I don't want to be vomit before God. But here's the thing. This is my African stick from Pastor Willem. This is my, my big daddy stick. <laughs> but the thing you'll notice on this, there's a knot at the end. It's to beat off an enemy. Because see, the enemies, the enemy is not scared of you. I mean, he's scared of you. He's not scared of you, but he's scared of a shepherd with a rod in his hand. And then he says, he prepares a table for me in front of my enemies. I mean, I could be eating crawfish etouffee, eh? and the devil's beating the heck out of the wolf that's trying to get me. He's trying to get the bear of despair out of your life. He's beating that. The lion of lust, he's beating that, men. If you give him the rod to do what he needs to do, he's there to beat off your enemy. Amen? How many of you got some lies you've been listening to? Let the shepherd beat off the lies. 
Let the shepherd take over. You are no match for the power of darkness. You need a shepherd that beats off the wolves. You know, you need a father that knows when the enemy's coming and protects you from being devoured. There's been times in my life when my children were scared or something happened in the middle of the night. Either Tracy and I, but I'm giving you an example. Of, there's been times when I just had to go, you're going to be okay. I know that kid said this about you. It wounded you. It hurt you. But guess what? In my eyes, you're beautiful. You're awesome. Like I had a couple of my, you know, couple of my sons texted me this morning. Nathan said, happy Father's Day. Livy, I don't know what she's doing. My, my wife gave me a card. And, and one of my sons, Matt, he texted me. He just said, Dad, he said a bunch of cool things. And, and I said, thank you so much, son. I love you and I'm proud of you. But just remember, I catch bigger fish than you. And he was like, he, he, wrote, he sent a picture of a fish to me that he caught. And I sent him one that had bigger fish. But just like a father protects, you need a father that knows when the enemy's coming and protects you from being devoured. How many of you have ever been, you feel like you've been blindsided or, or sucker punched at times in life? God, the father, is trying to protect you. It's just like a father protecting his daughter. Look, I've had, I have one daughter. And every boy that's ever come, I know she's not in here, but so I can say it. Oh, she, my wife goes, she is. But I, basically, I'm not going to say everything else. I'll say one thing. I said, I don't mind having a jail ministry, son. You do anything you don't need to do, I don't mind. I'll just kill you. I'll have a jail ministry. I'll repent and have a ministry in jail. The Bible says the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Boy, isn't that true? Jesus laid down his life for you and me. He was willing to go to the cross. He said, Lord, he said, not my will be done, but your will be done. He stepped up to the plate. And when he stepped up to the plate, he humbled himself. He who had no sin took on my sin, your sin, our ugliness, our shame, our guilt. It was our sin. He took it on the cross for you and me. He's a good shepherd. He laid down his life for us. He didn't stay on the cross. They put him in a tomb and he busted out after three days. But when he came out, he had the authority over Hell, death, and the grave. He had the keys, babe. He was in the driver's seat. Are you hearing me? I have a strong shepherd. I don't fight for victory. I fight from his victory on the cross, from the tomb. The resurrection power, the same power that raised him from the dead can dwell in us. The last thing the shepherd blesses. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. I love that. My cup runs over. That means I get all wet in him. I remember I was in the airport going to some overseas somewhere and 
lady knew I had cancer and stuff because I, I was talking to her and they were a very wealthy couple. And we were in the airport lounge, me and another guy getting ready to go. And she looked at me and she goes, she had this, I had this frankincense oil. I'm going to put it on you. It'll heal you. And I said, wait, 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 wait. Jesus will heal me. Frankincense oil won't heal me. She goes, no, no. And she was going to pour it over my head in the airport. I said, no, 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 no. I don't want your oil. <laughs> Jesus is, you know what I mean? I'm not doing it, you know what I mean? Because people trust, the Bible says people trust in horses and chariots, but I'm going to trust the Lord. You don't put your trust in voodoo oil and whatever, you know, product people are trying to push. Come on. What you need to have is your main source needs to be Jesus. He's the great shepherd. And see right here and online, you need to know that. See, he said, some of uh, you think that God is a withholder. But that's the furthest from the truth. God is a giver. He gave his only son as a missionary to reach the world. His goodness will chase you down. Have you ever had someone run, run after you? As a kid, like, you know, just think about it. God's trying to run after you to give you a blessing. We don't know how to take that sometimes. Oh, they're coming to get me. No, God's trying to outrun you and go, hey, wait a minute. Be calm, steady, slow down. I just want to bless you. You ever do that with someone? Have you ever had that with you, done that to you? This morning, Miss Francis, who's Shake Snyder's, I don't know, 88, 89. Let me tell you something. When we first started church, she was the hardest worker we have in the church. She's had some different, and she gave me a Father's Day card this morning. She's retired. She worked. She raised kids. She worked in houses and cleaning. She gave me a card, and she had money in it for me. And I thought, of all the people that would do that, why did she do that? I don't, I like it, but I didn't, I'm thinking she's the least one that needs to give anything to me. I need to be given to her. Listen to me. God wants to chase you down with his blessings. And sometimes he uses people that you don't like. Come with That's well. Come on. I can preach on well. He'll put them in front. But I've learned this. God never sends a messenger with an empty envelope either. Because whatever he's packing to tell you, he wants to get it to you. And if he can get it to you, hopefully he can get it through you. If he gets it to you. Because see, blessings are responsibility. When you've been blessed, what do you do with the blessings? See, Hebrews says that, May the God of peace, who through the blood of eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. So what do you do with all this? I'm glad when I come here, y'all ask good questions. There's only one response. I want you to look at me. I want to see the whites of your eyes. You need a shepherd. You need a shepherd. If I'm a sheep 
and I know my shepherd loves me and has a rod to protect me, I'm not going to go too far from him. I'm going to get close. I want to be right where he is. I've learned this. I don't want to be too far from God. The Bible says his hand's not too short that he can't stretch out and touch us. But I believe this. John 10, 14 says, I know my sheep and my sheep and my sheep know me. I love what it says in Romans 10, 11. It's not posted, but it says, those that trust in the Lord will never be disappointed. See, there's some of us here, and if you're honest, you're not too close. I want to invite you into the flock to know the the chief shepherd. I want to invite you to come home and come close. Jesus wants to be the pastor of your soul. I want you to know him intimately. How, Pastor Bella? You know how? You commit your life to him. Surrender your soul to Pastor Jesus. Let me just finish with this. You're valued, you're loved, and you belong. I'll say that again. You're valued, you're loved, and you belong. Some of you never felt like you belonged in your family. Some of you feel like I'm not that valuable. Look at me. You're so valuable that God, the Father, sent his son Jesus to represent his love and his power in your life. That he demonstrated while we were yet sinners, the Bible says, he demonstrated his love on the cross. There's no greater love than that. The willing down. I couldn't pick a son out of my five sons. You go. I couldn't do that. He had one, and he sent him for you, for me. So if you're not close, I'm saying it's time to get close. It's time to get close enough you hear him whisper. It's time to get to know his voice. It's time to know that he'll protect you. He'll cover you. He'll provide for you. He'll be what you need. You bow your head, close your eyes all over this place. And I'm not gonna. How many of you this morning said, Pastor Bella, I know I'm not really where I need to be with God. I don't, some of you would even say, I don't even know God. Would you pray for me, Pastor, this morning? If that's you, just raise your hand. Just be honest. Say, Pastor Bella, that's me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Put it down. Put your hand down. Anyone else? Thank you. Anyone else? Not going to beg. Thank you. Put it down. Put it down. Thank you. Anyone else? Let's all pray this prayer together out loud. Say, Lord Jesus, today I come. I know that I need you to be my shepherd. I know that I've made some bad decisions. I followed the wrong road, but today I want to get on the right road. Forgive me for my sins, my selfishness, my stupidity. 
Lord, I want to change my life. I want to change my friends. I want to change from the inside out. Come into my heart. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. From this day forward, pastor my soul. I invite you in. Have your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give those that prayed that prayer. Raise their hand this morning.